it still okay i'd like to call the meeting to order city of northport community economic development advisory board tuesday january 16th 2024 it's 10:31 a.m uh, let's start with roll call tom tom van bergen julie lacour richard gortz dwayne sotline david pankew sean burrows john dalton mike mcclellan caitlin griffin Okay, let's stand for Pledge of Allegiance. The flag is to your right. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Uh, we don't have any public comments, so I'll move over to approval of, of minutes. Did everyone have a chance to review the minutes from our November meeting? Do they be approved? It's written. Okay. So second. Gord, second. Okay, so we have Dwayne uh, going for the, the motion, motion to approve and Richard seconding it. All those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay. Unfinished business. Sean, was there any other unfinished business that you can recall? I think the only thing that we needed to do is to set up for the review to the commission. And I'm going to be working with Caitlin to do that. I will be doing the presentation. Okay. Thank you. That's Anything all. else? That was it? Okay. That was all. Thanks, Sean. Uh, I don't see any new business on the agenda unless anybody has any new business they'd like to bring to the discussion. No? Okay. Moving right along to updates. So we have 8A, which is the metrics update economic development, development dashboard and KPIs. All right. So, um, few months ago, if not maybe over a year ago or so, CDAB took a look at the performance metrics that we had put together with the Performance and Accountability Officer, Eve. Um, you guys provided input and some clarifications that you requested on what certain metrics were, what they meant, and how they were being reported. Um, just a little update, I actually will be starting this week as the performance and accountability officer. So I'll be leaving the economic development division and we'll be working on the transparency dashboards and everything um, full time. So I would pull it up and show you. However, they have not been updated in some time because it's a someone hasn't been moving them over. But just to give you a little bit of an idea of where we're at with our metrics as economic development goes. Um, as of September for fiscal year 2023, we had 19 new business recruitment leads. Um, our target is 25, so between September and October, we maybe have had a couple more come in, so it would be just above that 20 mark, so getting close to the 25. Um, we had very good metrics for our social media accounts. As you know, we launched Facebook, we launched our new website, we've had outstanding web page visits to our new website, which is awesome. A lot higher than the um, city's page that we were reporting on. We've had 
lot of growth on LinkedIn. And then Facebook, we launched our Facebook page this year as well. And we've continued to get more followers, more engagement, more, um, more content on there. So we post daily on LinkedIn and Facebook. So we try to log all of the metrics for those as well. And then, of course, our quarterly business welcomes that we do, that you guys are all invited to. We have not had our target 20% of attendees, but this was our first year having those events and getting the word out. Each event seems to be getting more and more new businesses coming to it. And um, like, for example, our last one, Mike called all of the businesses individually to invite them as our new business um, retention and expansion coordinator. So making personal connections with them and getting them to come to the city, meet who they need to meet, meet you all as well, city leadership and our team. Um, providing assistance to local businesses. We track when we um, get a request for information or assistance from a business from either funding perspective, workforce, licensing, commercial space, um, really anything you can think of that they might call us for. What do they need to do to open a food truck? What do they need um, permitting-wise to have a yard sale? All kinds of questions. We, I think, does not have an aggregate number, but I believe we're on track to hit the 150 annually, if not more than that, that don't get logged of quick phone calls. And um, in person, you know, at chamber events where people have questions, those might not get logged into the system because that's just a quick verbal conversation. Um, and that is pretty much it for our metrics, but overall performing very, very well on social media. We have had continued um, interest from businesses, leads both recruitment and retention. Um, I would say a little bit more on the recruitment side this year of interest than the retention and expansion side, although with Mike now stepping into that role, there's probably going to be a lot more of those that we find and are able to help. Um, so if you guys have any questions on those. Can I ask you a quick question? What, what's your definition of a home-based business? A business that operates from their home. I understand, but that does that include, that's like, uh, for example, maybe um, an electrician. Yes, if they're if they're He, he just has an office, he yes. uses his home as an office. Mm -hmm. What about the businesses, like, I notice a lot of people sell food yep. out of their home. Yep, so Do those, we track those to make sure they, they have a license? They are required to have a BTR with us, a business tax receipt with us. Um, they are following cottage food laws most of the time. If they're not following cottage food laws, that is a state regulation and that is who regulates how they do that. Um, there are certain ingredients they're not allowed to use. There are certain um, limits on their annual income for that. We don't regulate that on our end, but they are required to have a business tax receipt with us, regardless of if um, they take their food somewhere to sell it. For example, if they take it to a farmer's market and sell it, they're not necessarily selling from their home, but because they use their home as their business location, 
that would be considered a home-based business for us. Okay. Same thing with um, a lot of food trucks. They are registered to a home address. Right. That's considered for their a, office space. Right. That's they're, where you mail. They're home-based, but they're mobile, and it get, they get a little confused on how they should register. But we count them as a home-based business as well. Well, I noticed that a lot more companies have licenses now, can produce license and insurance. But because when I first moved to Northport, I noticed that wasn't always the case. We are getting a lot of businesses recently that have been in operation for a while that were not aware that they needed a business tax receipt, and now they are getting them. So we are. So also protects the citizens that that might hire somebody yep. who says they have a mm -hmm. license and don't. Yep, and we have a lookup tool if you ever need to look someone up. Um, I would say the only thing is, if they are not physically located in the city of Northport, we don't require them to get a license from us. Yeah, they could be out of Port Charlotte. Or right. Um, that's the only thing. Some people will look up a business and say, well, they don't have a license with us. They might not need one because they're not located here. Okay. Yep. Kaylin, that uh, business development, that new business um, welcome, mm -hmm. it was it was kind of tough this last time because of the uh, the fair that was going on. Yeah, there was there was a lot of stuff going on that same that day. That was really tough for the people yeah. to get in and out of there. That's probably why the attendance wasn't yeah. so well. Yeah, I know there were actually a few businesses that were vendors at the fair outside <laughs> that couldn't make it inside here because they couldn't leave their, their booth. Yeah, yeah. So we have them on a list um, to invite them to the next one because they Good. were excited to come. They just, it was their kind of their first outing as a small business and you're not going to pass that opportunity up to come to our event when we have another one in a few months. So, yeah, we definitely are going to, we're looking at the calendars to make sure we try and pick dates that can work for most people, but it's hard when there's a lot of things going on. Especially this time of year, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed it. I got to do two things that day, so it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> all right for me. And you only moved your car once. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Can I, I'm sorry. I, I oh. late, late oh, arrived here. Um, I was, you were talking about uh, social media and web presence, and I was really kind of struck by uh, one that, one posting, I guess it was late December, uh, about the uh, the number of tech jobs. Mm -hmm. in, uh, it, it was a Brookings Institution article, and it, uh, it mentioned that Northport was, I think, number two in the, in the state or, or nationally. Mm -hmm which kind of blew my doors off. And I reached out to Vinny. She came back and uh, she said that, well, actually those numbers were representative of the region. Yeah, so it's the um, MSA, because it's the Northport, right. Sarasota, Bradenton MSA, so right. we get pulled out as okay. that top number. Okay, okay. Yeah. And uh, I, I just, you know, I had reached out to her because I thought it would be something that would be, be very useful to us to have a little bit more information about that, if, if possible, you know, from... Uh, Business expansion and, and uh, you know, workforce development mm -hmm. and you know everything that we talk about in here. Um, I, I was very glad to see it. So, you know, if there's a, a possibility we could gather a little bit more information on that for a future meeting, I think that would be worthwhile. Yes, the other question I had is, uh, I'm sorry to hear that you're moving on. <laughs> uh, I'm just curious, who is going to be handling the uh, business tax receipt functions? So I will, there will be some overlap, okay. and we're going to, um, the current team will do them, and then there's someone else that works in the city manager's office that will be helping 
Okay. Um, as well. Okay. Yeah. Just wear many, many hats to make yes, it sure. work. One more hat. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thanks, Kate. And I would say that. Um, the MSA numbers that are pulling for tech jobs, we know as a county that a lot of the tech jobs are from northern Sarasota County, um, but there are some that are happening down in Northport as well, and the EDC might have more data on that, on where exactly they are, but we're seeing it migrate this way. That's with all the people. Thank you, John. Thank you, Kaylin. Let's go to the next. Anybody have any more questions on that topic? Good. Okay. Let's go on to 8B, which is the overview of business retention and expansion program. Uh, Michael. Correct. Yes. So I should have, could everyone get a copy of the, okay, awesome. So would, would this be in a, a new position? Um, our team got together with Vinny and just tried to like hash out exactly what she's looking to do. I mean, obviously we want to meet with as many businesses as possible. As Caitlin mentioned, there's 2,500 businesses in the town, so it's going to be a little bit of a job. It's kind of that eating the elephant one bite at a time, but the plan for me is really, it's, it's to simplify, it's just, this is the clarification of it, but it's just to pre-do some work before I meet with the businesses, call them, set up an appointment to meet with them, and then meet with them, listen to them, and report back to the city. So this is like really the nuts and bolts down in here on it, but it's just I'm getting out there. I have like a, a super quick survey that I'm giving them. If you want to pass this around, because I don't think I made enough of them. But it's just to assess a little bit of information, and then we get back together as a team. We talk about some solutions to it, and then it's just getting back with them, whether it's getting with some of our business partners, whether it's SCORE, SBDC, Career Source. It just depends on what they're looking for. But at the same time, it's getting an idea of all those businesses so we can report and say, you know, we're really seeing that most businesses want to expand. Are they looking, because I have, with the small amount that I've done, I've really got a lot of feedback that places want to open their own business and so have their own freestanding that are currently renting. So it's just, if we start to see that, it's then we can address those issues, bring them up to commission, and, and just move forward with them that way. Do, do you have them categorized? By industry, by dollar, yearly sales? Right numbers. now, it's just, to be honest with you, I just started at one end of 41, and I'm going down, and I'm down. Okay. I'm just trying to put something together and what's a better course of action to get out there. And that might be helpful for you to identify who needs the most mm -hmm. help exactly. and who has the potential exactly. for help, because not every business is going to survive mm -hmm. because of for poor sure. management more than anything. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you guys have any questions on that, again, it's new position. I'm just trying to get out there and meet as many as possible. So the plan is, I can at least meet three a week. We're trying to. We were talking about about 150 a year, which is feasible. And so that by getting out and doing at least three right now, I can kind of see I can get to five. I can get to two. It just it starts to come together on exactly how to do this. And we maybe set up some metrics for to it's. You know, give them basics about where they can look for help, and maybe if we had an accountant type who could look at their books, maybe if they wanted it, and help them identify where they could have some savings and build profit. Yeah, and I think that's where SCORE comes in really strongly, because 
those are you know mentors that have been in business and yeah. they've been through it. Yeah. So friends like John here and <laughs> and the whole SCORE team, they've been very very um, open to listen to just some different things and to get out there with me as well. So, so you're, are you going to prioritize this by them, like say like size, sales, industry? Um, Well, right now, yeah, it's just getting out there again. Yeah, um, yeah. Right now, I've just taken an approach of starting at one end of the town and starting to move back this way. But to your point, I think, all this yeah. goes into our, our um, hub spot. So we, if we are able to go in there, there's a dashboard that you can that we can we're starting to put things together. And at that point, maybe we, there's a way to group them together with the with HubSpot or like instead of just yeah, you're you're asking if we're targeting you know our top employers, our yeah. certain industries right now. Not yet of a target for who exactly Mike's going after. It's kind of a wide range to get the feedback as a whole. Doing more data gathering right yeah, now. Yeah, get get a general feel yeah. of how the business community is doing and what they're what they're facing um, because it it does encompass a wide range. We've got one of our top employers we're going to see tomorrow. He's visited with a few um, brick and mortar. He's had. A home-based business come in, um, kind of a wide range to just gather that initial feedback of what's what's going well, what's not going well, what are your main pain points, what can the city, what can we control that's going to impact you, versus what are the external factors. You know, is it interest rates and the availability of financing or space? Like what? That's What's what I think thing? we're saying. If you start with a database mm -hmm. that you can identify these businesses right off the bat, you're better off starting that first, and then you can identify better who needs the help, where you should be looking, right? And what kind of metrics you should be setting up. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I just past experience. I think it tells me that that's a very good way to start. Because if you have to go back to do it double work right yep and there's a lot of businesses so I mean isn't that what you were trying to say was that they kind of need a way to identify well, all have, the business we have our business licensing that has their category their address their contact Take that and work from there that's, that's develop it, your yes. own spreadsheet from that yes exactly. we have a customer relationship management software that we can log every interaction that we have with the businesses that's how we also track those service tickets that we have on our dashboard um, you log when he has meetings, the follow-up, emails, who he connects them to, if, you know, SCORE is the referred resource partner, if SBDC is referred, if it's the technical college or career source, whatever partner we end up pointing them to for whatever their needs are, we have a log of that and we can pull out that information of who who are we referring people to most? Is it workforce or is it funding? Um, we we have ways of doing that. It's just this is very infancy stages of doing it. So, I guess I would prioritize more to your top businesses and um, yeah, know, top and we, industries, top businesses, top employers. Start there, and um, that's where that's where you want to make sure those industries make it. Um, and we and we have touched base with a lot of them recently, just not through the program that Mike's okay. setting up. So 
Um, a lot of our top employers, the EDC has a vested interest in making sure that they're also doing well. Mm -hmm. And so they also have set up meetings with them throughout the past year and a half. We've met with probably the top five employers within the city so far, and they've, we've had those meetings with them. And so we have touched base with them directly. Um, but I do under, I, I see where you're, where you're going with it, though. Yeah, thank you. It seems like this is a great opportunity for one of the annual chamber meetings coming up. And if you've been to chamber meetings to get your survey completed, you can hit a nice swath of people very quickly, mm -hmm. at least for if they need assistance or are not interested. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yep. I don't know if you've done that. Yeah, and uh, I know, did you want to talk about that, um, the survey that we did send out? Did we can do that after this item. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, Caitlin, uh, one of the things that you had mentioned back, oh, going back a year or two ago, was that the uh, development in the city is being somewhat hampered by the lack of uh, availability of land uh, that's available for purchase as opposed to uh, lease. Is That still exists? That situation still exists? Yes, sir. It is, yeah. still, it is still a challenge for business owners. Um, there's not a lot of commercial land that they can developed for, say, one standalone industrial building. Um, a lot of the landowners own hundreds of acres of land, and it's a mixed-use development, and they want to lease it. We're still seeing that trend, but as the city works towards that citywide rezone, that opens up the opportunity for a lot more small businesses to find those smaller parcels that would fit what they want. They would be able to move from their small um, operation off of Commerce Parkway to maybe build something on a small piece of land that's been rezoned that would allow what they do, um, and they would have the opportunity to do it instead of having to continue leasing when their end goal is to own and maybe even become a landlord at some point. Some of them have aspirations of having you know, five units that they use one and they rent out the other four, and um, we want to see them do that. So I think there's a there's a path towards that, but currently it's still a challenge. And we still have a lot of residents who are opposed to any expansion. Yeah. There are, yeah. There are some groups that are getting very vocal right now. Yeah, yeah there's, there's definitely people that are for and against, you know, both, both sides of it, um, but they are still looking at a quarter one, um, first quarter of this year, adoption. Um, so the commission will be hearing that hopefully soon. Uh, on that subject, uh, I, you brought this point up a couple of times in the past, Julianne. Um, and, you know, it strikes me that when people look at Northport, they probably think, you know, the most visible thing that hits people in the, in the you know, grabs their attention is Welland Park and the larger developments. Are there, and, and yet I know there are, you know, parks developments and, and uh, you know, uh, preserves available. Would it make sense for the city to uh, expose that a little bit more visibly? It might ease some of the concerns that people have about overdevelopment. You know, I mean, I, I, I like to get out and walk in some of these areas. And, remember uh, when Mahatney was here, that's what I suggested to him, that yeah. he get with the environmental groups and show yeah. what they're doing for infrastructure. Yeah. Because 
they may not be doing it for the homes the way that uh, Babcock did, but they are doing it for the infrastructure, and that's important. Yeah, yeah. Knock I mean, down I mean, a building, but you can't change the infrastructure that easily. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, if you, uh, you know, if you drive to uh, Minnesota Beach on, on the way back up near uh, where it hits 776, there's a scrub preserve that they have. I don't know how many yeah. people use it, but you know, I've walked in there. It's kind of nice, and uh, you know, things like that might get the attention of people who are more concerned with the preservation of the, you know, of the but undeveloped that, environment. But I think there's more. The conversation is where the it, when we published that map of where we're going to do mixed use mm -hmm. in certain residential areas, those people are more worried because they don't want it in their backyard yeah. kind of thing. I don't know if I want industry built in the yeah. lot behind me. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer not, but it happens. Yeah. And we do have um, our natural resource division has now been staffed. So in development services, they've got a brand new natural resource develop, uh, yeah. natural resource division. Um, all of them are extremely qualified, um, and I think they're going to be bringing a lot to the city in that regard. Um, they're going to be doing like a listening tour for the city of hearing from people what they'd like to see, um, what their concerns are, and I believe that starts sometime this month, but I don't know what the dates are. Um, I'm sure it'll be posted on all of our social media and everything, um, but yes, they... They're now hired, and they've started, and they're here. <laughs> so we're excited to have them join and, and bring that. Okay, any other discussion? Yeah, just a, a, a kind of a quick one. Um, Mike, you mentioned uh, collaboration with educational institutions and training providers. And, uh, I, I guess the, uh, the posting about the, you know, the tech jobs got me thinking about that. And I was thinking, what, what would attract, you know, you, you're talking here about, um, you know, largely younger professionals, um, you know, very well educated and, and probably are going to be interested at some point, um, you know, if they, if, they're, if they have families in quality of education locally for their kids. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's another area that probably would be worthy of, you know, some attention and, oh, yeah. and, and, you know, and publicity, frankly, yeah. you know, to, to help attract, fa you know, professionals in, in that, in that category to seriously consider Northport. I, I don't know that Northport has, you know, I don't know that it doesn't, but I don't know that Northport does have uh, a reputation as, as a, you know, as a hub of, of high quality, uh, you know, primary and secondary education. And that yeah, probably something that, that's worth looking at. Maybe it's something else we kick around with the right people in the city at some point. We we definitely tout our A-rated school system. Yeah. Um, all the time. That is one of our major things that we make sure to tell people. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just it's definitely a selling point for families and people that want to yeah, move here. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I, I see <laughs> problem shutting up today. Uh, but when Mike was going through and talking about uh, you know the program that you have in BRE, um, if we're successful in launching this entrepreneurship center, well, that'd be a tremendous connection for you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, if there's anything we can be doing up, I realize it's early days, and you know the uh, the feasibility study hasn't been completed yet, and. and 
and so on. But uh, you know, maybe we ought to be you know acting as if at this point and seeing what we could do to yeah, make it happen. Yeah, you know, make it happen and, and help make the case, frankly, from uh, you know retention expansion standpoint, why it's so critical to have it here. So, you know, just a thought. Absolutely. I'll shut up. So, on, on your on your entrepreneurship feasibility study topic, um, you might have seen or received an email from us if you're um, if you're on our BTR list or if you're on our social media. We do have a survey that is out right now to get um, feedback from our local business community as well as kind of a 25 mile radius around us specifically around entrepreneurship and co-working space and yes. needs and wants of those businesses. So if you want to take the survey, if you have not, if you know someone that is an entrepreneur or would like to be an entrepreneur, we encourage them to take it as well because we want to hear from them on what they would need and what they would want. Um, it ranges from if you already have a business that started to um, what programming you would like, if you would be willing to pay for office space, what would you be willing to pay for that? Um, it's a very simple survey. It should not take more than five, 10 minutes. It's super fast. They tried to keep it succinct and easy to get through. Um, that's being done by our consultant for the entrepreneurship feasibility study. And I think it closes soon. 18th, yeah. So it only has two more days on it, um, but we would appreciate if anyone and everyone would take it. <laughs> yeah, we have put it out to all the chambers, so to yeah. obviously Northport, but also Port Charlotte, Englewood, and um, in Venice as well. Yep, and as well DeSoto. as the Builders Association as well. And yeah, DeSoto, DeSoto. County, DeSoto County as well. So as much feedback as we can get, we would greatly appreciate it. Okay, thank you, Michael. Appreciate that, and John. <laughs> okay, um, that's all we had on the agenda. Is there any future agenda items that we may want to target for our next meetings? If I could, uh, next uh, meeting we will be doing vice chair and chair. Okay. Folks, I forgot to put it on this one, so I apologize. We will be on the next one. Okay. We get fired? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. There's no other discussion, and I'll move to close our meeting for today. Um, so I'll move to close. It's 11.02. Second. John. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for coming out on this rainy, yeah. cold day. <laughs> Did you ever do any uh, work with uh, Bill McGill? No. Yeah, this room is cold down here. <laughs> so, yeah. Bill it doesn't. Yeah.